Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Wolverhampton nil, Liverpool one. Cometh the hour, cometh the divok. Wow, man! I like I don't know how this guy operates or what he does, but holy geez, he knows how to pick a moment, eh? I mean, it 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 just never seems to get old. Every season we go into the season, I'm thinking, okay, surely he needs to leave. Surely he offers no more value because he doesn't seem to be interested in playing to his to the best of his ability. And yet he just keeps on coming up with clutch goals. Well, I think I think you nailed it on the head with Origi, which is he doesn't play to the best of his ability. He I think this is not special for him. No. I think I I would bet you what Salah's doing, Origi could do too. In a different way, because he's a different type of player. But Origi could go and set records in the EPL. He just and, doesn't seem to have that mentality. Yeah, and he, there was a, a stretch during Klopp's first season where he went on such a run until he got injured, where he was literally, I mean, and, and he would have been 22 or so at that time, or 21, 22. And he was just scoring every single goal, amazing breakaways, you know, kind of the goals that Mosala scores. And we were all just uh, drooling, thinking, what would this player be in five years? He still hasn't turned 26. <laughs> I, I know. Like, he has, he has everything. He has everything. A desire except to, yeah. to be the best footballer in the world. You know what? I, I bet you, or else he wouldn't even be in the team. I bet you he trains hard. So he has enough desire to train hard, but he doesn't have the desire to see his name in lights or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, yeah, even exactly. even Klopp's comment of he hopes that one day Origi has a coach who plays him more. Mm. Right? Like Klopp knows his quality and his ability. And I guess Klopp is internalizing it and saying, well, he's not playing because of me, as opposed to saying this guy's just not, interested in in playing you know game in game out he's 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 happy just chilling on the bench and then coming on when he needs to and frankly being a club legend while doing it and i can i can totally understand why Klopp doesn't play him because as good as a player he is he just doesn't fit into our system on a 90 minute basis every game game in game game out we would have to to change the way we play in order to accommodate what he brings but as a sub to bring on as long as he's okay with that role i'm i'm totally fine with him staying in liverpool for the rest of his career so and and i've said i love him because of the change that he brings he's solid he's quick he's direct which is not the way we play so contend with our you know sneaky smaller like forwards and for 60 minutes or 70 minutes and then he comes on and are you able to mentally shift into the mode of okay this guy's gonna put me on his back and he's gonna push me down he he can head the ball like all of that and and i think he's a fantastic change of pace provided that's how Klopp uses him and it was it was interesting to hear today that Klopp told him to go out and just be divok Right, so there's no point bringing him on and telling him to play like Sadio Mane or Mo Salah. 
that's just completely pointless. But if you put him on and tell him, play like the player that you are, then yes, he he, he will bring it a, a change, and which is why we see results because the teams that we're playing against are set up to defend us in a certain way, and then all of a sudden here he comes. Yeah, like he's the guy who will take that shot from the corner or the corner of the box, right? And and think nothing of it it's a casual shot he just stands there and it's you know in a way you think well he's a lot like Mane you know they're both solid on the ball they're both very strong they're both quick but he's mm-hmm. just this such a direct player and and where Mane is is good in a lot of ways he's not the same type of direct score that Origi is I agree Origi is a more natural forward absolutely right and so the the, the stop, turn, and shoot is just, I mean, that's bread and butter for him. Whereas with Mane, he, he just overcomplicates it sometimes. And yeah, either his leg's sticking out or the ball gets roofed or he misses the shot completely. Well, I mean, let's look at this game. What was it in the 65th minute or whatever? He had that kind of lob that was coming in right. to the box where he ended up kicking the goalie because he clearly overthought it. Yeah. He he didn't hit the ball first time. He I don't know if he tried to take a touch or if he just wanted to, to, to sit nicely for him and then it just bounced away. But let's be honest, nine times out of ten, Origi puts that in the back of the net and we're done. Have a nice day. Exactly. Right? That's Because that's Origi. That being said, Mane does things that Origi doesn't too. Right. So it's not like Origi is the only one that has an edge. Mane has stuff that he does very well. I find Mane's pressing um, and Mane's quickness disconcerts the defense a lot more because I I think he's a different kind of player than a lot of others where Origi is much more of a typical strong English forward. And Klopp and his, his coaching staff being the, the system gurus that they are, they would always go for a player who plays according to the system versus someone like say Origi who scores every now and then because they they trust the numbers, right? That if you play a yeah. certain way, nine times out of ten, you're going to win that game. I mean, he's right. But those games that... I mean, today was one of those games, is the bottom line. I I texted you at, you know, 60 minutes when Jota missed an open net, and we can talk about that. Well, I guess not, an, not that open, but open enough. When he missed that, I texted you, and I'm like, yeah, this is one of those games we're not scoring. And it was. It was one of those games Liverpool doesn't score. Origi scored. Because Origi is not a Liverpool, right? That was not a planned play. That was not an indirect. That was not a sneaky whatever pressing. That was get the ball in the box to a proper striker and things will happen. So I think Jota had too many things on his mind. He was playing against his former club on his birthday. So... yeah. Yeah, you, you could kind of tell that things were forced. I mean, the header he missed, it, it wasn't as easy as the commentators made it seem, but we've seen him put that that header away countless times. Yeah, so I I will I will very much agree that header no chance is that what everyone's making it out to be. That is not a good chance. That is a chance. It's a chance um, that we know he can put away, but it, it it wasn't a sitter for sure. No, nowhere near. It it needed a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think I, I, I don't know about the birthday. I will tell you, I think this was about playing his former team and I bet you that the booing got to him. I think that's what it was. 
And and to be honest, I kind of agree with him because it's not like he ever said, I want to leave. It's not like he ever demanded to leave. It's not like he ever didn't sub on. He was sold because they got themselves in trouble financially and they needed to make player sale. And I think they were just because the if you if you recall, he scored the winner the last time that we played at um, Wolves, and that's what kind of sparked our ten game winning streak. Right? Yep. Um, and I think the crowd just wanted to put him off his game because they know that he can he can hurt them because when he came off, they actually applauded him. So there is no ill will because they know that he he didn't like you said he didn't ask for the switch he he was probably just training and all of a sudden hey liverpool's come calling and we want to make the deal so and let's be honest at the time nobody for the wolves was saying man we lost this great player everyone was saying wow we fleeced liverpool yeah they're all exactly they're saying yeah he's a great player but he has his off moments and he hasn't been good for us for a couple seasons so yeah we'll take the money so it was a win-win for everybody yeah, but I think it was, the it was a win for us. It was a loss for them. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it now, and I know this is going to sound nuts, but if you had to have one guy, would you rather have Jota or Triori? And the truth is, everybody's in love with Triori's abilities, power, strength, all that. But Jota is the one delivering the goals. Yeah, so I was thinking about that in the first half, just because I was watching Triori, and a couple seasons ago, he chipped in with some goals and assists, but the last two seasons his stats are quite pathetic to be honest but then i, I was wondering because i was just watching him in the game and i was wondering is there something to be said about just having a player like that that's so disruptive that even if he doesn't directly assist or or score it just he disrupts the other team to the point where you end up scoring through the chaos that he's created maybe two three moves prior so yes Absolutely, you could tell the the instruction for Liverpool um, was very clear. I mean, Klopp didn't talk to me about it, but I was watching specifically for him, and you could tell they had a two-pronged plan. One was deny him the ball. So there was no other player um, on the Wolves that we actively went to when the play was moving up the field. And we would... our our players would f- would find a way to get between Triari and the ball just to deny him the ball. They didn't even want to give him the chance on the ball. Once he had the ball, collapse on him. And you're right. He definitely disrupted our defensive um, scheme because we were collapsing on him and, and you know, putting more players on, on one. Normally, we defend 1v1. That's just the way we, we operate because we believe in our players. But he is disruptive enough. But... He didn't do much when he got the ball, and the rest of the team definitely didn't do anything. Yeah, right. He, eh, eh, but then that's why I'm wondering. Yes, I would rather have Jota than than Traore, but I would not mind having him at Liverpool because it'll be interesting to see what he can do in a team surrounded by quality players. Well, but you know or, what the thing is. Let me rephrase that. It'll be interesting to see what quality players would do with having him in their team. Well, and I was thinking that too, but then as the game went on, I started wondering more and more. He's, his shot is not great. His his finishing's not great. Does that mean maybe his long passes, his cross into the box, all of that are just wanting? You know, like at the end of the day, a lot of our game is predicated on holding the ball and on controlling the play 
and making good passes. You know, if we're giving the ball away cheaply, then that disrupts our whole scheme. And frankly, I thought he, again, there were some nice plays that he made, that one where he kind of took it from Van Dyke. I think Van Dyke just thought, I don't know what Van Dyke thought. (laughs) It was not impressive. But, you know, I, I think that that he could have done a lot more on and just the decision-making, the passing, all of it was not great. So... Yeah, I... So imagine him in our team. So let's say... Playing, who would he take off? Playing playing where Henderson played, right? So you have Thiago... No chance, Elliot. I would take Elliot eight days a week. Not as a starter. So coming, coming oh. off the bench, right? So, so for instance, the West Ham game a couple weeks ago that we lost... Imagine yeah. if if we bring him on to replace Henderson on the right. Um, can you just imagine the space he'd create for Salah and Trent because people are collapsing on him? Right? So you know he, what? He, he, he doesn't have to cross the ball. He just has to take one of those runs and then just cross it right into space like he was doing today. Well, but you know what the thing is? It's funny. And I don't, I don't understand exactly why because I haven't seen him enough. But I felt like Elliot created that space for Alexander Arnold and Salah. And yet he is not the physical and speed beast that Triori is. But he was creating that space when when he was healthy. He was. Which is weird, right? Because nobody was looking at him and saying, okay, guys, look at this uh, Liverpool 11. The one guy we need to shut down is Elliot. And yet he was creating that space somehow. Um but I agree with you. It would be very interesting to see what Salah could do with Trier on his side. Yeah. If he if he was less than 20 million pounds and on reasonable wages, I would not mind having him. As long as he knows that he's a sub. He's he he you know, there's no way he's not good enough to be in the starting 11, but he's a good option. We were talking about Origi just changing changing the the approach. He will he'll be a good option on the bench for the right type of game. Well, better option than bringing Ox on. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I will say? I mean, you know, just more general commentary on the game is I actually, I get that the Wolves know they're going to have a rough time with Liverpool, but I don't know. I feel like you have to have some desire to win. <laughs> and, you know, for everybody who was saying that the Liverpool was lucky to get out of this with a win. I, I get where you're coming from in that we needed a late goal. But again, I, I look at the expected goals. You know, looking at the numbers a little more deeply, you kind of see it. Expected goals for Liverpool was two and a half, which isn't really a surprise because Mane should have finished it. Jota should have finished. Alexander-Arnold, the one that came in, that one should have been finished. You know, the one in the first half that, mm-hmm. like, that he skied. That one should have been finished. Like, we're talking good players in good positions with the ball in the right spot. And I think all you need to know about how, um, how, how non-threatening the Wolves were is that Klopp basically decided, okay, I'm pulling a midfielder for a forward. Yeah. And he decided to play with four forwards and he didn't really replace the midfield. <laughs> right? Like he, he really wasn't going in that direction. He, and he moved Alexander-Arnold up even before he made the sub. So we were really playing with a back three-ish, maybe just a back two, because Alexander-Arnold and, and Robbo were so high up. And it was just, we, we basically felt no threat from Wolves, and their expected goals were 0.1 today. 
Like I really, I really struggled to think of a true blue chance that they had. I mean, they got the ball in our half and in our box a few times, but that's pretty much the end of it. There was really nothing there. Yeah, and from what I've heard, that's been kind of how they've they've scraped up the league the last five six games. It's it's all been purely based on strong defense and pretty much no attack. And yeah, and the other thing is, let's be honest, they were they were lucky we didn't finish. That game should have been two or three nothing and we should have just been cruising. Yeah. Right? Like it, you know, I I don't I don't agree with the with the commentary that we're hearing that the Wolves were hard done by this. No. They didn't deserve a point. Not at all, exactly. So I, I, I agree. The only reason I say that they were hard done is because of the nature of the goal in the very last minute when the job was almost done. But if you take the entire game as a whole, one one nil was probably a reasonable score. If 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 we had scored say in the sixtieth minute, then then I think one nil is a fair reflection. Let me ask you: If that game ended two nothing because Mane and Jota scored on their chances, you would not have been like, "Ooh, yeah, you know, we got lucky." That line flatters us. It didn't. No, but. It was a closer game than two nil. Well, I don't know because also think of the Salah one. Is we we had a lot more cleaner chance. Well, we had the cleaner chances, but game in game play I think was relatively even. We were the better team, but Wolves at least were trying to be um, competitive. They Not were necessarily trying to to win. So we were considered to have three big chances in the game, which we scored on one. But I'm also thinking other ones that were not considered big chances were the one that Salah had on that ball that came across on the ground and the defender just managed to kick it away. I think Salah should have probably done a bit better. Um, like there there were, there were just so many chances that, and, and you know what, this is the game of football, right? Some days you put all your chances away and some days you can't put any of them away. Yeah. So, you know, overall, I mean, I thought we did well. Here's one that I'm actually not sure how I'm starting to feel about it. Um, what do you think of Tiago in the game? Um, I thought he was good. I, I think, like most of the other players, I think that you could tell this was the third game that they played in a, in, in a limited period of time. And normally Klopp probably would have changed it up a bit, but he knew that... He can, he, we don't need to play any of these players on Wednesday against Milan. And we just need points on the board right now. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking our, our front line against Milan is Origi, Minamino, and Ox or something. Then who plays midfield? Milner messed up by getting that yellow card. Yes, that's true. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I think he's got to give his front three a rest. And Jota... You know, for whatever reason, he needs to be. You know, he needs a bit of a break. I think after a game like this, but or or maybe he needs to play like I, half I actually, a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Jota start with Origi and Minamino, and then p- play Ox and two other people in the midfield. <laughs> I would, you know, what I would actually like seeing Minamino, Origi and uh, Jota because they'll be the ones who will be starting for us That's a great during, point. during the AFCON. And I would give them a full game together so right. that they can learn. 
Um, so I think that would be good. My one thing about about Tiago, and I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it. This is what I noticed. Um, so of the midfield three, I thought he was the best, to be honest. Um, and you know he he played well, a lot of good passes, over a hundred touches. So we put a lot through him. Um, he didn't do well on the duels, and he lost possession about sixteen times. So he wasn't fantastic. But what I started feeling like was when players ran out of ideas and didn't know where to go because the Wolves were you know so strong defensively, they would just hand it off to Tiago and wait for him. Hmm. Like I started noticing that okay, we're we're out of ideas. Like you know, Matip is out of ideas. Um, you know, doesn't know what to do. Van Dyke's out of ideas. Maybe Alexander Arnold, like just, they, they don't really know what to do. So they just kind of put it into Tiago. And again, legitimately, he makes wonderful stuff happen. But I'm starting to wonder, is he so brilliant that we'll become dependent on him for creating chances? And I don't want that. I'm thinking of the Coutinho days. Yeah, well, Coutinho is a little bit different because Coutinho would just take he would just take everything upon himself. But with Thiago, he's orchestrating everyone. He's a quarterback. So even if we give him the ball, he kind of dictates our next move. Even And it, it wouldn't involve him, right? He'll, he'll just switch the ball from one side to the other and immediately dictate that we'll be tacking up the right, for instance, right? Whereas Coutinho would just try to dribble through and take a shot. Every single time. It, it's true, but then the other thing I'm wondering is if we let one guy make that decision as opposed to the team making a decision, is that a a risk? Like when when Tiago's not in the game, will we be lost? We're not really sure which way to go. You're right. I I think if Tiago's not playing, so I think we we what's clear is that presuming everybody remains healthy, we, we must play at, at the very least one of Thiago or Fabinho in every single game that we, or at least every single game we care about. <laughs> right. Because. Sorry, AC Milan. Yeah. Sorry, AC Milan. Sorry, whoever we play in the Carabao cup, but um, yeah, because I can see Fabinho taking that upon himself to, to, to be that player. If Thiago's not playing. You know now he he wouldn't be as effective, but he'd be the one dictating what what happens next. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I guess what I'm wondering now, now that you've mentioned that, is these these players that are playing with um, Tiago and and the ones on the bench watching him. I'm kind of wondering: Are they there, sitting and thinking, and watching and learning? Right, because. You know, I wouldn't have said two years ago that Fab would be good at quarterbacking everything, but maybe he has learned from Tiago and he spent the last, you know, however many games realizing, oh, okay, from this position, I can just see where everybody stands and which way to go left or right. Maybe he's learning a few of those skills, you know? Yeah, it's very possible. And this seems to 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 be the, hopefully it, 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 it can signal the start of a long stretch that we have Tiago available for us. Hopefully. I mean, the other thing is if, if teams are going to play the way the wolves played and just sit back and barely counterattack, even, 
I mean, they play right into our hands. I mean, I actually feel like Thiago started to look better and better defensively. He gets back in the right moments in the right spots, but you're not really making him work. Right? Like, I don't I don't think Thiago worked a whole ton today going back. He ran when he needed to, but it wasn't Did he play 90 minutes, by the way? I think he did, right? Yes, he played 90 he minutes. Did. Okay. I can't remember the last time he played 90 minutes, but I think it's to your point, we know we're not playing for the week. Right? He will not come on for AC Milan for anything. Right. Well, he he may if the game is done, right? Because one thing our players are good at is pacing themselves if that's the instruction. I'm sorry, you mean doing a Van Dyke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so so one thing I wanted to talk about was and it's not just this game and it's not a reflection of their goals or assists or anything like that, but just in-game possession. Whenever Henderson, Mane, or Jota get involved in our build-up play, I just don't trust that we're going to retain possession with those three. And I don't know what it is. Whenever who? Henderson, Mane, and Jota? Right. Mm-hmm. That will retain play. What do you mean? Like that? So you... when, when we do those intricate one-twos, right? So the, the one pass, then the one pass, the one pass, the chest. And we always end up losing the ball with one of those three. Henderson would just miss miss kick it back to Trent or overkick it, and Mane would just do a side foot to nobody. Jota would not be com- completely tuned in with 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 the the approach play. Well, I mean, the other one is Salah, who will lose it one on one trying to dribble through standing feet. So, but that's a little bit different because that's it is what it is, right? He's he's trying something spectacular and and it, it doesn't come off. But I'm talking more of in, in around the midfield area, mm. easy possession. We 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 just give up because those three always seem to be, or often seem to be, not quite on the same page as the other. I, I assume part of it is also not playing a whole ton together. Mm. Okay. You know, it's it's you do have to think like we we go back to you know Mane, Firmino, and Salah in their prime. But the truth is they were playing game in, game out, training day in and day out. There was no, you know, subbing anybody in. There was nothing like that. It was all, it was the three of them all the time for two, three seasons. This one, I mean, Jota is not really started a whole ton until more recently, right? He was in and out, got injured for a while last year. So I think part of it is that. The other part of it, and and I'll say honestly with Jota, we've never, I don't know if we've never had, but we don't play the Jota way, which is making those, you know, cutting runs, finding those empty spaces where the coach has told everyone, this Jota guy, he makes runs, don't let him do it. And yet somehow he does it and he's open. So it's it's similar to when I felt like when Tiago came in the team last year, um, he would make passes and and guys just didn't make the run. And they didn't realize oh, like this guy doesn't need to look at me. I just need to start a run and he'll make the pass. Because you'd see a guy start a run, stop the run, and then the ball would be where it should be. And I think a lot of it was they just weren't used to it. So I'm wondering if maybe it's that. The other part, I mean, it could be, I actually think Mane played a horrible game. Oh, yeah. he. I don't know what he was doing and I don't know if he's got good games left in him. I know. It, it's It's come to the point where I have to accept that the good games he's that he has are the rarity. 
like like Firmino. Right. What we saw today is essentially, I think this is who Mane now is, unfortunately. Um, disjointed. We, yeah. Just. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure what 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 happened with him, but. Which which I wonder if this will turn into. Again, there's word that he wants a new contract and he's looking for Salah money. Yeah, I, I hope that's fake news. I hope so too, but the thing is, my worry is, I mean, he's a year older than Salah, right? Or a year and a half, something like that. So giving him a five-year contract now, I I, I would hope not. Yeah, it's, it's a tough decision. Um Again, it was just another one of those games that I'm like, eh, you, you didn't love it. He didn't finish the chances he had. And then he didn't really offer much. I, I, I don't know. I wonder if he he needs to start playing less, not for physical reasons, but for mental reasons. Because he was, he was good in the game against, uh, who did we play at home last week? Southampton, right? Was it Southampton? Uh, I don't remember offhand. Arsenal. We played, yes, we played Arsenal and then we played Everton. Okay. Oh, sorry, Southampton. Southampton, right. Southampton, then Everton. Yeah. Yeah, Arsenal was was before that. He was really good in the game Southampton with Robertson, right? Yeah. And against Everton, yeah, he was good. He was decent, like the rest of the team. And so I, I, I wonder... Maybe he just needs to take a break every now and then. Because today, he was fine physically, but there was clearly not something right in his head, right, with uh, this decision-making that, that that was going on. So Mo Salah seems to be able to play every game. Salah can probably play every game physically, but perhaps Klopp should think about just sitting him more. Yeah, Mane, you know what? Hungry. So let me ask you this. I was actually a bit disappointed when I saw the lineup. I actually would have liked to see Samikas today. No, I was and, very happy that he kept the same lineup. You know what the thing is? I actually feel like Robertson's good running, but Simikas is the stronger, tougher, more uh, Milner-like player. And I think that would have been a lot better against Triori. Like, we got lucky in a way that Triori didn't go off. But if Triori was about to go off, I would rather have um, Simikas in there instead of Robbo. Did you see his um, celebrations? For the- he was loving it, and which is great. When when you're a guy on the bench and you haven't played in two games or whatever, we've had him off, and you're still that excited. That that's a good sign for a team, right? You know, obviously as a player, he wants to play, but he's excited for his team. So my my big takeaway wasn't him being that excited; it was him being that excited when he didn't play the last two games. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so that's a good thing. I mean, of course he'll be playing AC Milan. I think he knows that. We all know that. Um, but I don't know. I would have liked to see him just because I find him tougher. Yeah. Um, maybe in previous seasons, Klopp might have considered it. But to be fair, Wolves don't really offer much now. They really don't. Like, if nothing else, try to offer a bit going forward so Alexander-Arnold has to pretend to play defense. <laughs> like it wasn't even subtle. 
like even the commentators are like, oh, I guess Alexander Arnold's now in a forward position. Yeah, I know. I remember <laughs> when they said that. <laughs> right. And it's like, you're looking at it and you're like, dude, isn't he supposed to play back? And it's like, clearly they offer nothing going forward except Triore. It would have been a big downer if, if we didn't win that game. Given the fact that Wolves just don't offer anything going forward. So you may as well just attack with everybody. Given the chances we had, given that Chelsea lost, a whole bunch of reasons. Oh, the Chelsea loss. What a loss, eh? Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say is, and I know a lot of uh, commentators are saying, oh, Chelsea got a bit unlucky. No, not even a little. I would I would go back to just, so looking at the numbers, last week, Chelsea should not have won. They got lucky to win last week. And this week, the expected goals, they actually lost by one goal on expected goals. So this was a fair result for Chelsea. Um, I watched part of the game and and I know this is going to be harsh and of course biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but uh, I think I think Chelsea's been riding a bit of luck and it looked today like their luck ran out a bit. The luck went against them and it, and it wasn't, uh, but, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like West Ham got lucky. I think this is where Chelsea belongs. I think the league is Liverpool and, and Man City fighting. I think it's Chelsea securely in third. And West Ham, frankly, maybe securely in fourth. Although I don't know if that'll continue. But I very much see... I don't think it's a th- top three. I think it's a top two plus one. Yeah, Man City and Liverpool are clearly miles ahead of everybody else. Chelsea, to your point, they've been fortunate, but at some point that has to run out, and, and especially as they play all these other tournaments and they go away to Qatar or wherever they're holding the World Club Cup these days. Um, so I, I, I think it is a matter of time before they begin to pull back. Yeah. Um, did we want to have a quick mention of the Jota inability to score on a goalie-less net? <laughs> I mean so let me ask you would that have been called back by VAR for the push I think so well I don't know if it would have but it should have you know what though it wasn't much of a push and frankly as a keeper you should know your guy's going to get a bit of a shove in the back if your guy's winning that race stay away oh yeah it was terrible it was terrible goalkeeping don't get me wrong but if the roles were reversed and someone did that to a Liverpool defender, we would be hoping it, it that it gets called back. Right? And yet we've seen it not get called back. Yeah, which is why I said, it, it, I don't know if it would have, but it should. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could, like we said, he just wasn't himself. I mean... Why would you blast it? You have both sides of the net open for a pass. You could run it in. Exactly. Literally, just keep running and run it into the corner. He, he he. So you're probably right. Maybe the booing had got to him, and he wanted to make a statement, right? I think he and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get in his head, and I might be un, unjust. But when I saw it, all I could think was he wanted to ripple the net. Yeah. He wanted that net to just flex and bend and like make a statement, right? Because just dribbling the ball into the corner is a nothing, right? No, it's, it's you know, just, all right, it, it made it into the corner, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you see it blast into the back and stretch the netting, I think that looks more spectacular. I bet you that's what he was going for. 
And then also the fact that he, because he could have blasted to the side. Right? He could have. So he wasn't even being clinical then. He was just focused on, I'm going to hit this as hard as possible. And it's going it, to, it, it'll hit the net. I'll score. And everyone he, will have to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Although I think it would have been a much better statement if he had literally dribbled it in. Like, like not shot a dribbler in. I mean, dribbled it in. Just like the one he scored a couple weeks ago, right? Where he took the Arsenal goalie for, well, the first guy slid into, I think he's still sliding at Anfield. Right <laughs> and then, and then the goalie just, you know, he misplaced the goalie. He just walked it in, right? No, no, that one he shot. No, no, he shot. But what I mean is, is he could have just taken a shot against the goalie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, he used some finesse. In this one, if I were him, I would have literally faked the shot and then run to the corner. I would not have shot. I would have dribbled the ball in. Right. Exactly. Because because if you can, that's always the safest play. Yeah. So the other one that I'll, I'll be honest, I'm I didn't love watching the game as a whole. I felt like Triore for all of his strength and and pace was looking to the ref a lot. You know, like, just beat your man. You don't need to be looking at the ref and complaining every play. And there were times that he was complaining that it was blindingly obvious, like like the one where Matip kind of went to the ground and took the ball. That, I, I mean, I'm not sure if that was Triore, but there was a lot of complaining and I felt like I just, you didn't need to do that. And from Triore too, like, you're so strong, run through it, like what Salah's been doing lately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Salah's kind of stopped looking for the ref to bail him out and he just is like, fine, strength for strength and and I've been in the gym long enough that I'm stronger than you. Yeah, it's too bad that Traore is, um, didn't leave Wolves a couple seasons ago. So yeah, I think that was the right time. He's going to be 26 next month. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's lost or he's losing the opportunity to be molded into a top quality player. And I mean, I don't know what they're doing. Like, have him shoot in practice like 300 times an hour till he knows how to take a shot on net. Like, it's a it's a skill that... Okay, Origi is born with it. Origi could have done it in utero. But, like, other guys have to learn it. I, I don't know what's holding him up. I just... I do find that super odd. Um, well, but I mean... I mean, now he's not even putting himself in the position to shoot, right? It's true. A couple seasons, he was, you know, taking shots and he was scoring his fair share, but um, yeah. And when he got a hold of the ball, it was truly unstoppable. Right. Like he was one of the few guys who could shoot from 30 feet out and you would be like, yeah, it didn't matter if there was a goalie or not. My goodness. He's, he's played 115 times for Wolves and scored seven goals. No. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. So there is a problem there. Yeah. You know what? They should have sold him a couple of seasons ago when they would have got crazy money for him. Yeah. I mean, his rating, if you look here, he was a 6.3 on who scored. And, uh, you know, he, it's just not great. Like, he's, he's not really doing much. Um, and he's not like he's he's not affecting the game enough. He's a threat whenever you throw the ball up to him. Mm-hmm. But 
Huang was actually had a better rating, 6.8 over 6.7 on sofa score. So he was doing well. But I mean, you look at him, he had 35 touches in the game. He had he made 11 of 18 passes, which is a 61% accuracy. One cross, two long balls, both of which missed. Lost possession 13 times. For a guy who touched the ball 35 times, he lost possession 13 times. So better than one in three times he touched the ball, he lost it. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, I remember years ago looking at him and thinking, wow, this guy's going to be something. And my worry wasn't that he wouldn't develop. My worry was that he's so strong, he'd kind of fall apart. But he, it's not that he's falling apart. He just hasn't developed. He's just not, yeah. Or he's gone the other way. He's actually less dangerous than he was before. His his uh, tight jersey is uh, <laughs> crushing his footballing ability. <laughs> but like, it's crazy to think. Imagine like with with he should be able to do so much more with those tools. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly do think, would you take him on a free for Liverpool? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think Klopp would like to have him if it makes sense financially. Because he's a great, I mean, he's a great person to just have. A, you know, like we, we used to have Shaq. You know, just, yeah. just a good option. As long as they're okay being an option and they don't have any ideas that they should be starting every single game. Well, I mean, I don't think Trier is starting every game for Wolves, is he? No, no, there you go. So, I mean, if you're willing to be a sub on the Wolves... He can play Champions League football. And, and he would, like, again, in a team like Liverpool, I think he would do a lot more. But you saw there were times that Wolves could have sprung him and the passes were terrible. Yeah. Like, again, I thought I thought we played a good defensive game. We were pressing well. We were up the field well. Everything was good. But there were times that one good pass could have broken us. And it wasn't that the pass wasn't great. It's that the pass was terrible. Yeah. Imagine one of those tight games that we have against Man City, you know, just bringing on Trari for the last 20 minutes. I mean, you know, it would just completely disrupt them. And, yeah. And open, open things up. Yeah, agreed. It, it, it would make a big, uh, it would be a big change. And, I, and I'm a big fan of change. I think bringing on like for like isn't the way to, um, to alter a game. I think you bring on like for like when everything's going perfectly and your guy's tired. But how often yeah. do we have that? And especially when the, the the people you bring it on are not even like for like, but you you try you tell them to act or to play like for like. Hold on, Ox isn't Firmino and Henderson all the world into one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he is. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, overall, again, super tight game. Definitely thought we deserved it. Happy with the win. Um, definitely not the cakewalk that we had against Everton, uh, which was more fun, especially because it was Everton. Um, it was interesting. The Everton game felt like men against boys. It really did. And this game, I felt like 
the Wolves offered much less going forward, but it still felt more like men against men. More competitive, right. Yeah. So very interesting. Again, still disappointed that the Wolves didn't at least try to go forward a bit. But I'm I mean... Also I, happy, I'm also happy that we lost our record of two two goals per game. Um, yeah, records records only complicate. Exactly. It it just becomes it it, it it just becomes a psychological battle and right. So Yeah. I'm totally fine winning one nil. That record's out the window. So now we can just take every game as it comes. Absolutely. And and again, a, a great day with Chelsea losing as well. Too bad Man City didn't lose, but you weren't really expecting them to lose to Watford. So, you know, we're we're uh, one point behind now. Uh, with Chelsea behind us and and I wouldn't be surprised if that distance between the t- front two and Chelsea um, starts getting bigger and bigger as the season goes yeah that's what I think too so you're uh, your man of the match who do you have um can it be Origi who only played a third of the game <laughs> I almost have to say Origi by default but I'm gonna go Fabiago yeah, yeah, I was going to go Tiago. I thought this was his especially with no, you know, offense from the Wolves. He was directing traffic against a, a parked bus. So I thought this was his game, but I mean, Origi's my guy and 30 minutes is all I need to to fall even more madly in love with him. So I'll give it to Origi even though he he came on. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't even 30 it wasn't even 30 minutes. It was 22 minutes. <laughs> um Again, uh, unbelievable from Origi. Super, uh, super excited, and and I bet you it gets him a start on uh, against AC Milan. So oh, yeah. uh, I think that was guaranteed anyway. It's just great that that everybody's coming in and chipping in, right? I mean, Amino's scoring, Origi scoring. We just need Ox to score, and I think he knows it too. I think he's feeling left out. So I'm looking forward to seeing him scoring against Milan on Wednesday. The funny part is, of all three of them, Ox is the one that needs the least help from anybody to score. Ox can just step into a ball 30 feet out. That is true. Where I I don't actually believe that Minamino can create his own goal. And I believe that Origi can create his own goal, but I don't believe believe that uh, Klopp lets him. Hmm. So... I don't know. It'll be interesting. Do you think uh, Ox will get the middle spot, or do you think the front three is going to be Ox, Minamino, and uh, Origi? I think Minamino, Origi, Jota. Minamino, Origi, Jota. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully Jota gets a chance to uh, rethink today's game because he didn't do great. Gets a bit of confidence against an AC Milan team that hopefully should be there for the taking. And uh, who's our next uh, Premier League game? Stevie G's Aston Villa. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. That'll be quite the game. And he's got Aston Villa playing well, actually. He does. Yeah. It's, um, I, I'm, I'm really interested to in seeing how he responds because he, he's always maintained that when he left Liverpool, he didn't want to play for another English team or manage another English team because he can't imagine... Uh, competing against them so yes but he needs this as a stepping stone you heard him say that clearly yeah yeah (laughs) he he knows that he's not going to get to where he wants to get without playing against Liverpool at some point and and you know what and I appreciate him 
being the bigger man and saying, this isn't a stepping stone. This isn't a stepping stone. Stop saying that. But I mean, come on, <laughs> we, we all know it. Um, and so that'll be an interesting game. So uh, a free gimme, one that uh, doesn't give us a heart attack midweek against AC Milan, and then a big game against Aston Villa uh, to try to keep our winning ways in the Premier League. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensichop.com website. <laughs>